Support for Mysterious Murders comes from Little Debbie's four-piece mini muffins. Since 1934, Little Debbie's have been supplying the country with delicious treats. These muffins come in three flavors, blueberry, chocolate chip, and fudge brownie. These muffins are sure to brighten your day and are as healthy as they are delicious. Purchase your Little Debbie's four-piece mini muffins from any local grocery store in your area. Hi, and welcome to Mysterious Murders. This week's episode is titled Chasing the Muffin Man. I am your host, Abby Applenut, and with me today is Hannah Banana Nut and Haven Hazelnut. We are just your average neighborhood crime-stopping journalists, and today we are chasing the Muffin Man. We are going to introduce you to this unique case and speak with a witness and family member of George Ray, the fifth victim. I am co-host Haven Hazelnut. First, we are going to introduce this case. The town of Bloomington, Minnesota was like any other small town, safe in the kind of atmosphere where everyone knows everyone. It was a happy little community until one day the Muffin Man arrived. Hannah Banana, take it away. The Muffin Man stabs bakers who are in their bakery. There's no solid suspect. All we have is a general description. He is a white male, 4'2", and he has a white mustache. During the crime, he wears a face mask, and all anyone can see is his mustache. George Ray is a baker at Anytime Cakes. He is a father of two dogs, and he's a beloved son of his parents. The bakery was his passion and how he spent almost all of his time, besides the time he spends on his dogs and being a son. He lives right above the bakery in a loft. One night, he heard a noise, the noise of a shattering window. The noise of someone breaking in. He needed to protect his bakery and his dogs and his sonlyhood. So he proceeded downstairs, umbrella in hand. It was a trap. Sadly, his rubber umbrella was no match for the razor-sharp cookie cutters of the muffin man. And sadly, as you may have guessed, the son of the two parents and a dad of two, now orphan chihuahuas, lay there, helplessly gone. The police found evidence of a shuttered window, which is how the muffin man made his grand entrance into Anytime Cakes. Apparently, there was a homeless person who witnessed the entire murder from outside the window of Anytime Cakes. We were able to get their information, and we'll insert the conversation now. Hello? Hi, my name is Abby Keck, and I'd like to ask you a few questions concerning the murder of George Ray. How in the he, 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 how did you get my number? I'm not supposed to have a phone. Not relevant. May I record this conversation? I mean, I guess. Okay, explain to me what happened that night. The night the muffin man broke into the bakery. Oh, well, I'm searching for the muffins that Mr. Ray leaves out for me every night. God bless his soul. He was such a kind man. It was just horrible what happened to him. Then what happened? Well, when the murderer jumped through the window, I mean, I jumped higher than a tick on a trampoline. And then Mr. Ray ran downstairs with his rubber umbrella, but he didn't win that fight. The muffin man with his cookie cutters won. And unfortunately... Mr. Ray lost his life because he tried to protect his muffins. Did anything stand out to you about the muffin man? Well, I mean, he wore a mask, had a white mustache, emphasis on the head, and he was a midget. Short little thing. What do you mean, hat? 
Well, now I have the mustache. How on earth do you have it? Well, it fell. Five keepers, looters, weepers, lady. Alright, well, he hung up on us, but we're going to go ahead and call him back because he gave us new information and just left us at a cliffhanger. What do you sellers want? So, did you mean the mustache was fake? I mean, I guess so. I was hiding behind the bakery when he ran out. Think they'll ride off them puckers. Them whiskers were long gone before the breeze hit the birds. And I picked up that mustache fair and square. Well, all right then. But there's something else, ma'am. What is it? Tell you what, I've been living on the streets for quite some time and have never seen a murder quite like this. This was no ordinary break in. Seemed like Mr. Ray knew the man. Excuse me for a minute. Hey, get off my box, you damn raccoon! Shoot him over shit! Sorry about that. That raccoon just thinks he can stroll up all willy-nilly and no rent pay. That's fine. What were you saying? Oh, right, right, okay. Before he was stabbed, Mr. Ray looked like he was reasoning with the man to let him live. Another thing, the muffin man, he had a particular smell. Sweetest scent of all muffins. Better than anything in this tale at all town. We tried calling him again at that number, but it no longer exists. The last part of that call always puzzles me. Did George Ray really know who the Muffin Man was? Next, we're going to call Layla Ray, George's sister. Hello? Hi, my name is Haven Muffins, and I'm investigating your brother's murder. Can I ask you a few questions? I guess so. Did George have any enemies, anyone who would have wanted him dead? I don't think so, but now that you mention it, Pat Barnard from Bakery Fun and George always did have a bone to pick with each other. And after this year's annual bake-off when George won, it seemed that their rivalry got even worse. Would that be any reason for Pat to kill George? I don't think so, but I did hear that Pat's bakery was on the brink of going out of business. Oh, really? Did he seem like the type to get angry easily? Not really, but he was very intimidating. He's a big man. What do you mean by big? I mean, this guy has to at least be six feet tall. Oh. Well, I guess we can eliminate him as one of our main suspects. Is there anyone else you can think of? Well, I'm not sure if this helps, but George had an assistant baker working for him named Mike Wazowski, who was fired because he burned a batch of muffins. When was this? Two months ago. Okay. Is there anything else you can think of? Not really. Okay. Well, thank you for all this information. If there's anything else you can think of, feel free to call us. Will do. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we know that Pat Bernard is at least six feet tall, we can take him off the suspect list easily. And here's a quick word from our sponsors. So here's the Mama Tiki tea. Quality is like the quality tea you need in your life. Like, it's so good for the environment and all proceeds go to like help out koalas because they sleep all the time. So like it helps them to like wake up 
and do something with their lives, you know? And today we have one of our avid listeners and quality drinkers that would like to say something. I just like love quality. It's just, it's just like out of this world, you know, quality, quality tea. It just, it soothes the soul. It's there's, it hits something right there. And it's a place where we can all get along because like, I'm not your average girl, you know, like I wore Converse to prom. So that kind of tells you a little bit about me. And like, I listened to like artists you probably never heard of before. And, you know, I saw like Post Malone before he went big in a quality coffee shop, you know, like quality tea. It's just, it's so good for me and my soul and like my morals and my like vibes. And I just... I can't get enough of it. And I just know there are people out there like me that aren't your average girl, you know, that need this tea. So go get your soup. Go get your quality. <laughs> Thanks. And that was our girl, who Sarah, who loves quality. Thank you for listening. So here's a recap so far. George Ray was the fifth victim of the Muffin Man who was viciously stabbed in his own bakery. The witness, a homeless man, picked up the fake mustache the Muffin Man was wearing, and we turned it in for DNA results. We're not sure if that will help since it has been contaminated, but Bloomington has the best police department in the state. Layla Ray, George's sister, has given us a breadcrumb, a potential suspect. I just don't understand how he is able to leave almost no evidence. I mean, how has he gotten away with it five times in a row without being caught? We cross-checked the name Mike Wazowski in the state and nothing showed up. So either Layla is lying to us or he is using a fake alias. We have decided to go to each bakery where the murders were committed and pull their employee records. We did not find the same name, but we found Mike's of different last names. We asked people around town and no one remembers seeing an assistant in either of these bakeries, which would make sense considering he was so short. I want to find this guy. So we are going to search every bakery within 25 mile radius to check for a Mike working as an assistant. It looks like a Mike Porter had worked at two bakeries only a few months apart. He never moved up in any positions and he seemed to disappear. Wait a second. Look here. A Mike Patrick was employed a month after Mike Porter disappeared at the bakery of the first victim. Oh my gosh. Then a Mike Lewis appeared to be working at Fluffy Muffins, where the second murder took place. This continues with the rest of the bakeries, leading up to the death of Mr. Ray. It looks like Mike Porter is his real name. He is from Birmingham, which is 15 miles from Bloomington. His father was a baker and the suspect could never live up to his father's expectations. He was kicked out of the house after losing the annual baking competition and being a disgrace to his family. Mike wanted to prove his family wrong, but after failing time and time again, he soon grew very angry, angry enough to kill his bosses.
Somebody grab the phone. It's Layla Ray. Hello? Hi, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you told me to call back with new information, and I believe I have some. Yes, what is it? I was just in Pat Barnard's bakery, and it appears that there's a very short man working there who I have not seen before. And I wouldn't even have noticed him if it wasn't for the fact that he caused such a scene. What do you mean? I went in to pick up some muffins I had ordered, and as I was waiting, smoke started bellowing from the oven. And then Pat rushed out of the kitchen and started yelling at the short man behind the counter. And this seemed like it had happened before because Pat, Pat fired him on the spot. Did you catch his name by chance? I believe it was Mike, like the Mike that worked at my brother's bakery. How long ago did this happen? I was just in there about an hour ago. Okay, thank you. You have been so helpful. Welcome. Bye. Wow, we should call the Bloomington Police Department and tell them this new information surrounding the case. Hi, my name is Abby Keck, and I've been investigating the George Ray case and the employment records. There is an assistant by the name of Mike. At all the bakeries, there is an assistant by the name of Mike who worked there as well. We think we know who the next victim will be. Okay, who is that? We believe Pat Bernard has been targeted. Mike, his assistant, was fired today for burning a batch of muffins. His real name is Mike Porter. We believe that Pat Bernard is the real danger. Hello, everyone. It's been two weeks since we have called the police to tell them the news. Mike Porter has been arrested for the murders of the five bakers, and we can happily say that the Muffin Man has been caught. It is so unreal that we have solved our first case. Mysterious Murders is produced by Haven Huffline, Mackenzie Farmer, Hannah Hurd, Reagan Powers, and by me, Abby Kett. Our theme music is Hitman by Kevin McCoy. Support for Mystery Murders comes from Little Debbie's four-piece mini muffins. Since 1934, Little Debbie's has been supplying the country with delicious treats. These muffins come in three flavors, blueberry, chocolate chip, and fudge brownie. These muffins are sure to brighten your day as are they are healthy as they are delicious. Purchase your little Debbie four-piece muffins from any local grocery store in your area. Also, join us next week to learn about the case of the Cookie Monster. In this episode, we discuss the murders of Blake Wallace, the founder of Cookie Galore, the number one cookie in the nation. Wait, until next time. I'm <laughs> sorry.